0: We have placed you here on the altar and by doing this we make an act of faith in your real presence because we're going to spend the next few minutes with your presence here in the Eucharistic presence exposed just to spend time with you. Just to spend time. And you know that saying that Saint Osmer used to say, Time is a treasure. Mm-hmm. And he wanted us to meditate on this frequently, that time is a treasure. Because we we tend to distract ourselves. We tend to either be in the past about what happened and what how we did and stuff and and maybe worried about the future also. We're often either Concerned about what we did in the past, or the, the memories of the past, like the golden oldies, uh, or or we're worried about the future, and yet the Lord invites us now to be in the present moment when He is right here. Think of that episode that we pray about in the the joyful mysteries. One of the joyful mysteries is the child lost and found in the temple. It's curious that it is a joyful mystery because at the same time it's also a sorrowful mystery because Mary and Joseph were in agony seeking the child for three days looking where he was. They had no idea and they imagined how distraught they were. And they were looking, they thought he had been with others and... When they finally arrived in the temple there he was, serene, calm explaining things to the theologians of the time and the teachers of the law people who knew the law people with long beards and here he was, a 12 year old kid explaining things and, uh, and Mary came and said uh, where have you been? We've been searching for you for 3 days. How could you leave us? You can imagine a distraught mother. And he said those words almost with a tone of surprise. How is it that you sought me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? Why why were you like searching for me like you know like what's the problem here, you know? And uh, I can imagine Joseph going My father's business Okay My father's business And of course we know that They they must have meditated On what that meant They knew it meant something But there he was Serene Doing what his father wanted him to do Did you not know that I must be about my father's business And that's what his father wanted him to do Of course God the father and there he is explaining the real meaning of the law to the to the teachers and all these all these uh, you know VIPs, let's say, who really thought they knew what the law was. But he was focused on his father's business, his father's will. In some ways, in the tone, he seems to be surprised that they didn't they didn't realize that. It is a truly um mysterious mystery because it's both sorrowful and joyful because they finally found him. But ultimately, they found him doing God's will. So, it's at that moment and and we too have to be doing God's will. We have to be about our father's business. This doesn't mean you take up your father's business and go into the uh, insurance industry or whatever. But, uh, to be about the Father, our Father's business, does not mean necessarily being on retreat all day or doing spiritual exercises every day, all day. Pray, yes. Have a plan of life, yes. Daily, weekly, monthly, always pres- presence of God, consideration for our divine filiation, that we are sons and daughters of God. Serenity, yes. Acts of acts of contrition, cheerfulness, yes. Order, yes. Those are all things we learn about in the circle. But to be about my father's business has a lot to do with how we use our time. And St. Josemaría said, Time is our treasure, the money with which we buy eternity. The money with which we buy eternity. And he quotes here from St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians. Tempus breve est. Time is short. How short, indeed, is the time of our passing through this world, he says in a homily. For the true Christian, these words ring deep down in his heart as a reproach to his lack of generosity and as a constant invitation to be loyal. Brief, indeed, is our time for loving, for giving, for making atonement. It would be very wrong, therefore, for us to waste it or to cast this treasure irresponsibly overboard, we, must, we mustn't squander this period of the world's history which God has entrusted to each one of us. So there's, a, there's this massive time in which God created the world, and, and then there'll be the end of time. So there's, time is finite. It's not infinite. God is infinite, but time is finite. And it began however many years, millions of years ago, and however many millions of years, or thousands of years, it will end. And we are in one of those slivers of of time, our life, that is. That's our life. And we are born here, and we were going to die here. If If your life were to be like a line, like, okay, there's all these millions of years, and then your line is like this little line here. Right, so that means you're born here, and you die here. That's your line. That's your line. Right now, you're right here, right here. You're just like, just, you know, you're at the beginning. You know, well, you could, if you die tomorrow, then okay, you'll be at the end. But uh, so, what do I know? You know, but uh, (laughs) you might be at the end. But I hope not. But uh, so. If you're here, I'm like more over here, you know, like a little bit more, but not much. Just, I still have, I hope, I still have some time to go, I, I don't know. But we can't squander that time. We can't just go, ah, just do whatever I want, I just gonna you know, FaceTime and, uh, or no, not FaceTime, but Facebook and, every uh, after all, Facebook shuts down too, right? So, uh, and... uh at one point, Jesus even says, "At night, nobody can act profit for the day it's a it's a strange at night nobody can act you know I guess those days at night everything was dark and those no- so but, okay but but he's saying, you know we have to be in a state of grace to act to make this time uh you, you know w- worthwhile for eternity. I don't have time to spin my wheels on stupidities, and that's why we have to do our winter cleaning." To remove the junk from our soul that is hindering our soul really to go towards eternity. Hmm. Would I be, would I be ready if I went for an annual checkup and the doctor said, I just looked at the x-rays, and it looks like you have a tumor, and, uh, well, you got about a, a week, maybe two, maybe two, you know. You know, okay. If I were told that, I mean, it's not impossible, you could be told that. I knew a lady, she had a month to go, I mean, she was fine, and they discovered a tumor, I don't know where, and she had a month. And uh, am I ready now? You know, it cannot be avoided, so, so you know, what, what an empty vanity it is to seek to avoid that day in which the Lord will call us. asked our Lord to give us guidance that we that will really help us you know when we go to the spiritual direction we should go there, we open our hearts we we go to confession, but we also want something that will guide us nothing necessarily too easy hmm? and we want the person you know if i 'm unbearable if i 'm a real really annoying if i 'm an annoying person i unbearable well Get them to tell me how to change that. Because in some way, everybody has to we all have to give an account for the person we will have become. Hmm? We have to give an account for the hairdo that we've decided on, you know. I mean Would I be ready? Have I changed at all over the years? Have I changed at all? Will you have changed ten years from now? Or am I totally embedded in the same way as, I, as though I don't really hear what I'm told? I don't really desire sanctity. I just think sanctity is a nice idea. It's very nice. Oh, it's very nice, yes. Sanctity, sanctity for everybody. That's lovely. But I am afraid and I don't want to change. I don't want to be like that soft wax that takes on the imprint of Christ. I'm just hard. Hmm? It's that beautiful hymn we sing. Anima Christi, soul of Christ, sanctify me. Body of Christ, save me. Blood of Christ, inebriate me. Water from the side of Christ, wash me. Passion of Christ, strengthen me. O good Jesus, hear me. Within thy wounds, hide me. Separated from thee, let me never be. From the malicious enemy, defend me. In the hour of my death, call me and, and bid me come unto thee, that I may praise thee with thy saints forever and ever. It's a beautiful hymn, it's the, the Anima, Anima Christi. We sing it sometimes at Kintur. So the Catechism says that death is the end of of earthly life, and our lives are measured by time, in the course of which we change, we grow old, and as with all living beings on earth, death seems like the normal end of life. Death is the normal end. As Peter Marshall died of a heart attack in 1949 at the age of 46. When the the clock strikes for me, he said, I shall go not one minute early and not one minute late. Until then, there is nothing to fear. And he died, bang, he was quite young when he died. He said, there's nothing to fear. Because he was ready. And uh, there will be that day in which our spiritual soul will leave our body it'll say you know I've, I've just like I've had enough of this place you know it's like you change your apartment you, you know and that soul of ours that spiritual soul goes off to judgment that's the moment in which you could say the body you know car accident whatever it is that you have that you suffer cancer the body can no longer sustain the soul and then the soul leaves in the twinkling of an eye and it goes off to judgment that moment, the soul ceases to vivify the body with this informing or animating principle that we call life, usually expressed in the heartbeat or whatever, whatever ways in which we measure this. And immediately after that, when the soul leaves, in that split second, that body of ours, which we have taken care of, which we have nourished, which we have fed with three meals a day, with snack in the evening, which we have exercised, which we have put makeup on, which we have maintained and cleaned and beautified, that body will suddenly smell and it'll go, it'll, it'll know corruption. Your face will get cold and well I'm, I'm sorry but it's going to start to wither even the people you love the most even from them you will recoil from them from their body it, when you see a, when somebody dies you, you have to cover them cover their face with a sheet recently I I was told uh, you know father can you come for my husband he's dying he's not doing too well if you could come and anoint him and i was i had no idea of the urgency of this and i said well okay well, can i come tomorrow i'm really busy right now I said, well could you come now he's not doing too well and I said, okay okay I'll, I'll change my schedule no problem and i'll come and then i was on my way and she called again and she said father i think you stopped breathing you know and uh okay well i was in the car i mean i'm, I'm i'll be there and uh, i i thought she was like overdoing it or something but sure enough i arrived and the sheet was over the face, and he was dead, I mean, he was dead, so I'd arrived too late, I mean, they could have called early, I suppose, but uh, but he, he was dead, and it was just a sheet, and I couldn't anoint him, it was too late, he was clearly dead, and I could uh, say a prayer and sprinkle him with holy water as a reminder of our baptism, but that soul was gone, It was gone. Should I be afraid of death? Should I be afraid of it? This is what we have to ask. Well, yes and no. We're afraid. It's a natural thing to be afraid of death. In some ways, our our soul was made for this body. And indeed, it will reunite. The body and the soul will reunite in the resurrection. So, it's okay. You know, you'll meet again. But uh, it'll be spiritualized. But this same... I think he's a Presbyterian minister Peter Marshall said no tabloid will ever print print the startling news that the mummified body of Jesus of Nazareth has been discovered in old Jerusalem Christians have no have not carefully embalmed body enclosed have no carefully embalmed body enclosed in a glass case to worship thank god we have an empty tomb. The glorious fact that the empty tomb proclaims to us is that life for us does not stop when death comes. Death is not a wall, but a door. It's a door. Life means, to me, it means Christ and death is gain, says St. John Chrysostom. So it's important to meditate on death hmm? St. Mark tells us that the Sadducees the sect of, of uh, you know high officials during the time of Jesus that they didn't believe in angels and they didn't believe in life after death they didn't believe in that they believed in the law of Moses, but they thought, yeah, that's it. No resurrection, no angels, just the law of Moses, nothing else. Of course, the Pharisees, they believed, you know, that, that, uh, that there was a development in the law of Moses. Jesus believed this too, and a, and a small group of people around the time of Jesus. But they were totally focused around the temple and in some ways uh, death was kind of like the end uh, Pharise- the Pharisees believed also in the tradition of the elders but the Sadducees it was just the temple the temple, the temple, the temple that's why that's why it disappeared after, after its destruction in 70 AD uh, that, well rather that's why they disappeared when the temple disappeared there was no reason for the Sadducees to continue there were Pharisees but no no Sadducees and Jesus explained to them that God identified himself to Moses as the God of Abraham the God of Isaac the God of Jacob and it didn't mean that he was a God of corpses when he said I'm the God of Abraham God of Isaac God of Jacob but that he was the the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob for they were living in his presence they were living. They were not just memories. So for Jesus, it was clear that there was life after death because God, you know, doesn't make mistakes. And if He created us to love, it means that He we shouldn't love forever. Because real lasts real love really only lasts uh, forever. So Man, we know, is the only creature that has a true awareness of his death about his own approaching end. And that allows him to ponder the mystery of every man's death and the necessary, inevitable end of everything. And it lends a certain urgency to our life when we remember our mortality. It's not a, it's not a bad thing to think about our death. That we have limited time here and while death is not the last word there is nevertheless quite a terrifying finality about it because we call our life here on earth we call it tempus mediendi. it's the time of meriting it's time of meriting only now, not after we cannot merit after after death when we die it's like on those video games it says game over you know, it's flashing, game over, you had to put another coin in, you know, and that's, uh, you know, I remember when I was in, in CGIP, uh, I was talking to a lady who was, who was uh, taking classes with me and she was in a wheelchair and she was born, I think she was born, yeah, without legs. I don't I mean, I'd say I don't know if she was born or had an accident, I'm pretty sure she was born without legs and, uh, And I remember asking her one day if she believed in God. And she said, well, I'll decide that after I die. I said, what? Yeah, she said, right now I'm not going to do anything about it, but when I die and there's no God, well, there's no God. If I die and there's a God, well, then I'll believe in Him. I said, but (laughs) wait a minute. come on man you got to make a decision now but she didn't see the need she just thought "Okay, I'll believe in you but it'll be too late then I told her it'll be too late you have to make your decision now you'll be asked to empty your pockets open your bags at the airport right and they'll scan your bags and reveal your talents that you've gained how many you've made and how few talents you've been given? That's a thing we can ask ourselves. How have I used the talents that I've received? So we have some time now to meditate on death with our our Lord present in the tabernacle, or rather here on the altar. And he'll help us to see, to make some good resolutions about our talents, about the use of time, about... Uh, the sense of urgency and also helping others to be aware of this urgency uh, let's see what the Lord has to tell us I thank you my God for the good resolutions affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation I ask you how to put them into effect my Immaculate Mother Saint Joseph my Father and Lord my Guardian Angel intercede from